Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 841. We're looking at Matthew chapter 26, verses 1 through 5. Let's read the passage. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he told his disciples, You know that the Passover takes place after two days, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the courtyard of the high priest, who was named Caiaphas, and they conspired to arrest Jesus in a treacherous way and kill him. Not during the festival, they said, so that there won't be rioting among the people. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We're toward the end of Matthew's Gospel. We're in the final week of the life of Jesus, and we've just finished the final discourse. Matthew has these five discourses, extended teaching segments, and this is the Discourse on the Future, sometimes called the Olivet Discourse, takes place on the Mount of Olives. And it follows their final exit from the temple, where Jesus predicted the destruction of the temple. The disciples asked Jesus, When will these things take place? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus, basically, with respect to his coming, said there will be no sign. And so he gave this extended segment with various illustrations of the bottom line is you'll not have a sign for my coming, so be ready, which basically was live faithfully. So we're now in chapter 26. Chapter 26, verse 1, basically gives the closing words for this final discourse. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he told his disciples. At the end of each of the discourses is this same passage. And it, so the little translation for the Greek is, and it happened when finished Jesus. And then each discourse has a different what happened. So for the first one, and it happened when finished Jesus, the words. The second one, the discourse of mission. And it happened when finished Jesus commanding the disciples. The parable discourse. And it happened when finished Jesus, these parables, the discourse on relationships. And it happened when finished Jesus, these words. And then the discourse we just are finishing now. And it happened when finished Jesus saying all this. So it's the standard formula indicating that was a discourse and this is the end of it. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he told his disciples, verse 2, you know that the Passover takes place after two days, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. This is another prediction of his death, specifically crucifixion, and that it's going to happen soon. That two days the Passover, and then the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. So it's the first time we've seen such a, a tight timeline given for this. And he says, after two days... Now, remember the way they speak of days, it gets a little nebulous at times. So, depending on what time of day it is, after two days, he probably saying essentially the day after tomorrow. And what's happening is the Passover. The Passover was the Jewish celebration of the Israelites escaping from slavery in Egypt. 
takes place on the 15th of the month of Nisan, which is the first month of the year, and it lasts for a week. We see it initially in Exodus 12. This is when God is delivering the plagues on Egypt to convince Pharaoh to let the people go. And this is just in advance of the 10th plague, the death of the firstborn. And they're given this Passover meal to carry out. And they're told to pick an unblemished animal, a lamb, and to sacrifice it and eat it as a meal, but take some of the blood of the lamb and put it on the doorposts of their homes. Then when God's judgment comes across the land, it will pass over the houses that have the mark of blood on them, hence the Passover. And then it's to be celebrated every year on the 15th day of Nisan as a remembrance of what God has done, that God has delivered his people from slavery in Egypt and brought them into the promised land. So that's what's coming up, is going to be the Passover celebration, a week-long festival. And people travel from all over the Jewish area to come to Jerusalem to celebrate this. Verse 3. Then the chief priests and elders of the people assembled in the courtyard of the high priest who was named Caiaphas, and they conspired to arrest Jesus in a treacherous way and kill him. Well, we have the chief priests and elders, or Matthew's described them in various ways, but these are the members of the Sanhedrin, the ruling council, and they're now plotting on how they're going to get rid of Jesus. Jesus is just becoming too big of a problem. He's challenging their authority. He's challenging their traditions. He's challenging everything. And people are quite enamored with him. He's a miracle worker. People are flocking to him and following him. And they better take care of this and get rid of him. So they're plotting, how are we going to do this? How are we going to get rid of him? In fact, how are we going to kill him? And so they assemble in the courtyard of the high priest who was named Caiaphas. Caiaphas is the high priest. Now, the priests were descendants of Aaron, Moses's brother. Moses and Aaron are both in the tribe of Levi, and specifically the family of Aaron. His sons and descendants are the priests. Now, throughout the Old Testament, the high priest, that is the head priest, was appointed by the king of Israel, and he served for life. But by New Testament time, when he no longer had a king of Israel, high priests were appointed and removed by the Roman governor. Now we see Annas, the high priest, in the book of John. But we also see Caiaphas, the high priest, in the book of John also. So who, who, what's the deal here with Annas and Caiaphas? Annas was a high priest back in the years 6 through 15. He was removed by the Roman governor, but he still was very influential in the life of the Jewish people. His son, Eleazar, succeeded him as high priest for two years, years 16 and 17. Then Caiaphas, his son-in-law, became the high priest and served from 18 to 37. So he's the longest serving high priest in New Testament times. Another son of Annas, Jonathan, followed Caiaphas as high priest from 37 to 41. 
Then another son of Annas served as high priest in 43. Then a, a son or grandson of Annas served as high priest for a year shortly before the temple was destroyed. So a very influential family. Caiaphas married into this family. So Caiaphas is the high priest. But we really see in the book of John, it plays out that Annas, even though he had been the high priest for several years, he's still the power player. And the high priest is a political position appointed by the Roman governor. And so they appoint someone who's going to work well with them. So they're conspiring. How are we going to kill Jesus? I mean, that is the plot. They want to kill him because they've got to get rid of him. Verse 5, not during the festival, they said, so there won't be rioting among the people. Jesus is very popular. They just march down and snatch Jesus out of the temple area and haul him off under arrest. There's going to be trouble because he's very popular with the people. When they were quizzing Jesus and Jesus asked them about John the Baptist, they were afraid to give an honest answer for fear of how the people would respond because the people liked John the Baptist. And the people seemed to be very enamored with Jesus. So they've got to wait till after the festival. At least that's the plan for now. The festival lasts a week and it's just about to begin. So we're setting up things now for this final confrontation between Jesus and the religious leaders, which we all know will result in the death of Jesus, but to be quickly followed by the resurrection of Jesus. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.